from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. This Tuesday is primary day here in California, and even though people have had their mail-in ballots for weeks, something like 80% of folks still haven't sent them in. Those are the people we're talking to today, because over the next few minutes, we're going to cut through all the punditry and the polls and the politics. I went around the KQED newsroom to talk to reporters who can give us the cold, hard facts on some of the top races and issues on Tuesday's ballot. First up, KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer gives us the lowdown on two big statewide races. We'll start with the race for California's next governor. Leading the pack is the former mayor of San Francisco, Gavin Newsom. Uh, He is known for being out in front on some big issues, gay marriage uh, when he was mayor of San Francisco, uh, legalizing marijuana, former uh, L.A. mayor Antonio Villaraigosa. Um, he's kind of positioning himself slightly to the right of uh, Lieutenant Governor Newsom on things like law enforcement. He's gotten endorsements from the police, for example, police chiefs. Um, he is also a supporter of charter schools. And then the two Republicans, John Cox, who uh, has never run for office before in California, he lives down in San Diego. Businessman has really tied himself to Donald Trump, as has the other Republican, Orange County Assemblyman Travis Allen. There's, they've been sort of vying for like who supports Trump more. And then there's the U.S. Senate race, which pits 26-year incumbent Dianne Feinstein against Democratic State Senator Kevin DeLeon. He is definitely running to the left of her. He was the one that uh, wrote the sanctuary state law that President Trump has been railing against and that California has been sued over. Uh, He's also pushed gun control. He's pushed uh, climate change legislation. But, you know, again, he's got like a tenth of the the amount of money that uh, she has. I think every major newspaper in California has endorsed her over him. Now, let's talk about the San Francisco mayor's race. The top three contenders are Board of Supervisors President London Breed, Supervisor Jane Kim, and former Supervisor and State Senator Mark Leno. They're all Democrats, but on San Francisco's heavily skewed political spectrum, Breed is seen as more conservative, Kim is the progressive darling, and Leno is somewhere in between. But there's one big issue that voters really seem to care about in this election. I mean, the question I get the most from just like friends and family in San Francisco as they look at their ballot is around housing and where do these folks stand. And I think it's a That's KQD politics reporter Marisa Lagos. On paper, you're going to have Jane Kim saying, well, I'm the one who's going to fight for the most affordable and inclusionary housing and be most creative in terms of ways to get, you know, really low income people housed. I think you're going to have London Breed talking about the sort of need that more development means more better prices for everybody and that we need to also focus on the middle class. Um, I think Leno, again, has tried to sort of place himself in the middle of those. I also talked to Marisa about two San Francisco ballot measures, Propositions C and D, which are in a weird kind of competition with each other. If Proposition D passes, uh, Proposition C will fail even if it passes. Wrap your head around that, right? The progressive faction of the Board of Supervisors, led by Jane Kim, put Prop C on the ballot. It would levy a 3.5% tax on people who have commercial properties where they make more than a million dollars a year in rent. So think pretty big buildings. That money would go towards early childhood education, um, clearing the wait list of people f- who qualify for but can't actually get spots in subsidized child care. I think a lot of San Franciscans would support this, and it's a good idea if you're not a commercial <laughs> uh, um, building owner um, because, you know, th- there is a huge sort of child care shortage in the city. 
Um, the problem, if you want to call it that, is that Proposition D was placed on the ballot by the more moderate supervisors, including London Breed. This would take that same funding source, commercial property rents, and instead levy a 1.7% tax on them. So less money, but same source. That money would go towards uh, building housing for both low and middle income folks and uh, homeless services and housing, navigation centers, the like. Got it. Sort of. I think, maybe. But the basics, Prop C. Only one can pass. <laughs> only one can pass. Prop C, C for child care, 3.5%. Prop D, homelessness. 1.7 percent. You got it. Let's move beyond San Francisco for a second to the whole Bay Area. When I got my voter guide, it seemed like most of it was taken up by something called Regional Measure 3. It's an attempt to fix a problem we know all too well. Bay Area traffic. Solution. This is KQD transportation editor Dan Brecky. They want to raise bridge tolls on all seven state-owned bridges in the Bay Area. That's from Antioch, down through the Bay Bridge, down to Dumbarton Bridge, by $3 through the year 2025 to raise money to pay for these uh, projects. Um, so that all sounds great. I know, though, that there are some folks who are worried that uh, a bridge tax tolls are regressive and they're going to hit, you know, lower income, middle income folks who have been pushed out and have to drive into the city for work. Yeah, that's right. And people have penciled it out and come up with a figure of 700 or $750 a year extra that this will cost people who drive over the bridge every day by 2025. That will hit people hard. And finally, let's talk about one more San Francisco proposition. This is Proposition E, which, as KQD science reporter Leslie McClurg told me, would ban the sale of all flavored tobacco products in the city. All of them. So this is anything from the candy-flavored e-cigarettes, you know, the bubblegum flavor, whatever you want to vape, or all the way up to menthol cigarettes, which have been around for a long time. Flavored hookah, pipe tobacco, those kind of things. All flavored products would disappear from all store shelves in San Francisco. And so what are the arguments? What are folks saying? Why, is, why do people want this to happen? Yeah, so the pro proponents of this ban are really worried about how e-cigarettes have led to increased use by teens. It's sort of like creating a whole new market of e-smokers who eventually the trends show that those smoker, those kids often turn to cigarettes within a year, regular tobacco cigarettes. So it's creating kind of this whole new population of smokers. On the other side, the tobacco company, uh, RJ Reynolds, has come out with a lot of money to basically fight this ban, arguing that bans don't work, that prohibitions against things don't work, it didn't work for alcohol, it didn't work for marijuana, why would it work to ban products from store shelves? And, you know, it's a good argument. It hasn't worked for these other things. But public health experts are really worried about how flavored tobacco is sort of a gateway to traditional tobacco, which we all know is not so good for our health. And so in addition to the tobacco companies, there's also, um, if I'm right, some of like the, the corner stores and kind of yeah. like small business owners who who feel like this is, if I'm right, this is going to hurt their business and make it harder for them to make a living here, right? Exactly. So tobacco shops, small grocery stores, obviously all vaping shops in San Francisco are really worried about how this is going to hit their bottom line. Uh, in tobacco and grocery, it's probably about 30% of their tobacco sales are flavored products, and this will probably, you know, shutter uh, vape shops. And, and the, the, bigger, the bigger argument here is that San Francisco is often a leader, a very progressive city, and can often set a precedent that sort of has a domino effect across the country. A 
A big thank you to Leslie McClurg, as well as Scott Schaefer, Marisa Lagos, and Dan Brecky for sharing their election knowledge with us. And this was just a sampling of what's on the June 5th ballot. You can find the facts on all the races and propositions at kqed.org elections. We want to hear from you. How are you liking Queued Up? Shoot us an email at queuedup at kqed.org. That's Q-E-D-U-P at kqed.org. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week. Don't forget to vote. Let's be honest. We've all lied to our parents. A little white lie here, maybe a slightly bigger lie there. But how would you feel if you had created an entirely separate life that your parents knew nothing about? That's this week on The Leap, the KQD podcast that brings you stories of people making dramatic and risky changes. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.